All right. Good morning, ladies. So, um, before you guys are given your folders, um, we are given, those of us that, um, that teach, we're given a little sheet that kind of gives the, the rough outline of what we will be teaching. And I always like to look ahead so I can, you know, put in my Rolodex or I make um, notes. I can talk to Surrey, one of my kids showed me how to do that. I can talk to Surrey and make notes in my phone. So if I hear something on the radio or I hear a pastor or read somewhere, something that pertains to that scripture, I can make a little note of it. So Connie hands us over our our list and um, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I get to today and I'm like, revelations. You know, I just kind of freaked out a little bit. But um, it's okay. It's okay. God is good. So here we are. All right. Um, Once I got into this, I was like, because my mind, you know, I one question is answered and then I have a gazillion more questions. And then I heard couscous way back when that Hefe is going to be teaching revelations. And so after I had my little panic moment, I was like, all right, Hefe is going to be fresh with it. I can get the CDs because when he's here Wednesday night, I'm over there with the kids and I can bootleg off of Hefe. You know, he's a reliable source. You know, I believe that he's done his studying and that he, you know, is going to lay it out real good. And I thought, all right, I'm going to bootleg off of Hefe. And then, you know, as things go, the wheels start turning slower and he will not be starting until this next Wednesday. So if you're listening, Hefe, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. But anyways, um, so and and my prayer is just that I scratch the right itches because I was wrong once and um, don't want that to happen again. All right. With that in mind, let's pray. Father God, uh, Lord, I just love you. Um, And uh, Lord, I just ask that uh, you be the words out of my mouth. And Lord, I thank you for being the song in my heart. Even when this world has just got me perplexed, Lord, you still are the everlasting God that loves us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, being how um, I believe that this was a shoot-from-the-hip type of book, let's, let's get into it. Um, all things new. We all like shiny and new. I even like the smell of, of plastic. Like, we have these mattress covers at the camp. I take care of housekeeping now. And... It's really weird, but I like the smell of the mattress co- the mattress protectors when they come out of the wrapper. They smell like those little Cupid dolls. I don't know anybody in here in their 40s. You guys remember those cute the smell of those Cupid doll heads. I it was I don't know. I'm I'm weird, but anyways, so um all thing all things new. In the book of Isaiah 57:17, it states Behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But 
Be glad and rejoice in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. Verse 19. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. And this was written in the past, speaking of Jerusalem's future. Then we come to Revelations, our first scripture for today. Revelations 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I was a little bit panicked there because my guys like to fish a lot. But then we went on and we found out that it's all good anyways. So, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of Hemet, out of, not Hemet, Hemet. (laughs) I grew up there for a little bit. They used to heaven, Hemet is heaven, but it's really not. Um, Okay, let's go again. Verse 2. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away he who was seated on the throne said i am making everything new then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true again written in the past speaking of our future So, I'm sure there's some of us that are thinking, you know, I'm all good. Jesus, come quickly. Let's go. You know, you've practiced jumping. You've got some Air Jordans so you can jump higher. And um, I thought with this new diet that they want me to do, I thought, okay, if I slim down, then I'm more aerodynamically. And I can go a little bit quicker. And I practice my, you know, your Superman stance and everything. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're ready, we're ready. And maybe you feel like that sometimes. Maybe you don't, but I do. And so we're, we're thinking, okay, why are we still here? Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So, this scripture tells me that we're all still here for a reason. So, my thought, because I'm a woman of action, is if we all just got busy about God's business and we all can do something, you might say, okay, I, I don't have money to go build an orphanage in Mexico I'm just right here and I just have, maybe I don't even have enough for, for meals for my own self. You can pray from right where you are. And, you know, maybe you, maybe you don't have the wherewithal to, to spend time in there with the kids. But you can pray for those kids. Pray for me. Because you see all this? This is from, from your all's kids. Um, 
So, um, um, and we're not here to run down the clock. My youngest boy, he's a wrestler. And sometimes if you're ahead, if, if one opponent, because it's, a, you know, two wrestlers in there. It's not like WWF where you have the chairs and everything in there. But it's two men in a squared circle or two young men, some of them boys still. But anyways, um, and you have your you have your opponent. But sometimes, and it's against the rules, I see it done a lot in football, but in, in wrestling you will get points taken away for this, running down the clock. If you're ahead, and sometimes they just go in a holding pattern, or they just keep running their opponent out of the ring, that they're not going to engage in something that's going to make them potentially lose points. So essentially, they're not really doing anything with their time. They're just waiting for the clock to run out. And sometimes I feel that we're just waiting for the clock to run out. We need to get busy. And I, I know I keep saying this, but everybody has a part. And there's a reason why we're still here is because there's still work to be done. And so let's get busy. You and me, I'm not pointing any fingers, you know, because I have, I have my moments as, as well where the Lord puts something before me and I'm like, ah, I should have did that, you know. You know, and then I have this conversation. You know what, Lord? I was really tired and I was really in a hurry and I was really, I was really, I was really, you know what? He knows my heart. And if I fumble it up, he's going to send somebody else to take care of it. But in the meantime, I've missed out on an opportunity to serve my Lord. So, anyways, just a little, little rant. Not a rant. Side note. All right. So, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. And the Lord is offering this to us right now. So we have in, the, in, in, in far view, we have this promise that all things will be made new. But right now, maybe there's somebody, I don't know, you know, I don't know all you guys personally. Maybe there's somebody right he, right now, right here, that hasn't accepted George, uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And maybe you're not made new. One day we're going to have a, a new heaven and a new earth. But he wants to. He wants the new, newness right now. He's into that home improvement. You guys ever remember that show, Home Improvement? And Teresa would cry, cry, cry because these guys were making, you know, a, a new environment for these people and it, it refreshes them. But um, Jesus is in the business of, of making your heart new. And so um, the past is a memory. The future is a hope. And right now is a gift. That's why it's called the present. See, that's what this is about, Kendall, right here. See, it's the present, the gift. Oh, okay. You got it? Okay. All right. And with this gift, we are encouraged to rewrap it and re-gift. Sometimes the gospel has to be presented. Sometimes Jesus has to be presented to different people in a different way. Right? Sometimes you need subtitles. Maybe everybody doesn't get Leonese, right? But maybe they'll understand Wilma. They'll, they'll, they'll get the presentation that Wilma gets, Right? And we all have different venues. You're all, we're all stuck in an in a elevator with different people or we're in a doctor's office or Walmart, whatever. You know, we all have the opportunity every day to do a little bit of something for the kingdom. 
So, all right. And so, uh, I was reading our, our study and I kind of got, mm, not offended, but anyways, I was like, Kiki, at a statement in there. And so our, our writer of our study writes, so he was banished to Patmos, a dreary little island with nothing but some stone quarries and endless ocean. Teresa, can you, can you get that image up? You got it? Okay, so here's, here's Patmos. Now, for those of you that don't know, the reason that I was a little bit offended is because this is part of my vario. And I remember going here, but I, my, I was 12. And so my memories as a 12-year-old would be a little bit different than if I was to visit it now and I have Jesus in my heart and I would be looking for all the nooks and crannies and breathing this air and wow, some great saints and some apostles breathe this air. But being that I was 12 years old, what I remember is getting on the ferry in Athens and collecting some seashells in a little, and I put them in a little cup. So we get on the ferry and I was amazed at how they get the cars in there just right next to each other like this. And, and they packed in the, in the bottom of the boat and then the people are on top. But the cars go in there. You can take your car with you. And then we got up in, in, on the ferry boat and I'm looking at my shells and I pick up one and it's kind of spiral and I'm standing over the edge of the, the railing right here and a little animal pops out of the, pops out of the shell and it startled me. Because in America, you don't have anything in your seashells, right? And so I dropped the cup and the things. And I'm sorry, Teresa, but I littered in Greece many moons ago. And that's, and that's what I remember of the, of the trip over. But then we got there. But do you guys see this beauty? I don't know why. Maybe she was thinking about his isolation away from his family. And, you know, that he was a prisoner and that there was other prisoners there. But... I mean, if I had to be locked up, I would want to go to Patmos. But that's, that's just me. Okay, you got the, you got the next one. And so up, up on, up on top of, of what you saw there, this is inside. This is called the Cave of John. And it really is a cave. And there is lots of churches in Greece that are caves. And they're, they're little bitty things. Um, but here it is, and that's where, and, you know, the lighting was added, you know, for Shirzis later, and the Greeks are into candles and incense and it rising up, and so I was actually baptized in a little cave as well in, in Athens, and um, it was about maybe as big as our nursery, and so there's all this incense and these candles going on, and I had to go outside several times because the just all the everything was just making me it was hot in there, and so um about the same size of this area here and then you got you got one more there <clears throat> so here I am, in all my radiant splendor in the blue you have you have my mom next to her is my my nuna my Thea Maria. 
And then this is my yaya, my yaya, my grandma. She actually, she took care of the, she cooked for the priest, you know, papas, and because they, they don't get married. But um, anyways, this was, that was her, that was her duty. That's what she did. And I was baptized there in that, in that barrel. And you see my yaya's hand over there making sure I got, I got covered. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be covered. We're going to be saturated. And of course, you know, and it was, it, you know, hindsight, because like I said, at, at, at an early age, you think of things differently. But hindsight, the, the priests, they all had beautiful voices. And they don't speak the Bible. They sing the Bible. And so, anyways, that's just a little, a little side note there. And that's, that's what I remember about all that. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> and so, why exile John? Except for the fact that, that he made the, the rulers, the, the Roman rulers at the time, upset. They said there's, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe Hefe is going to dig into it deeper. They said that they boiled him in oil and he didn't die. And so the, 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 um, the ruler at the time was very upset over this. And so he, he exiles him to, to Patmos. And so we know that God can speak anywhere he pleases. But he is a personal and intimate God. My aha moments have happened between him and I. And so perhaps, you know, this guy thought that he was doing his will by exiling John. Maybe it was the Lord's will that he would go to a place where he would be um, secluded to himself. I mean, there was other prisoners there and and it's uh, said that he witnessed to them and some of them came to the repentance. Um, And... um, but, like I said, you know, my aha moments have been between the Lord and myself when I'm alone. And so maybe that's what, maybe that's what happened with John. And here's, here's something I learned a few, uh, here was an aha moment for me a couple of weeks ago. Information is not revelation. And that just, it just, re- it went around and around and around in my brain. And I'm sitting in this, in this diabetic class and she's talking about, you know, oh, you can take your, you can take, cause we get every week we get a new folder with new information. And she says, and you can take your nice little folder that you wrote all your notes all over and take it home. And, and first it's on your desk and then you put it up on your bookshelf and your neighbor comes over and asks, Oh, I heard, you know, how was that diabetic class? And are you learning? Are you doing? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was great, you know. And then two months later, you know, one of your kids comes over and they're like, hey, mom, how you doing with that diabetic class? And you're like, oh, yeah, it was great. The folders are right over there on the, on the bookshelf over there. But you're, you t- don't take anything and apply it to your life. And we all can sit here. In the sanctuary every Sunday, or we can be listening to a sermon on the radio, or whatever, you know, and and we hear it, and so our head knows it, right? It went in, and somewhere in there, it's stored in the Rolodex, but it doesn't make it from here to here, and it certainly doesn't make it to here or here, hands and feet, right? Because we're supposed to be as hands and feet. And if it's in your heart, then it should be an outward motion. And 
that is muy bado, right? With the diabetes classes, but especially with God's word, because we know that this is what we're here for ultimately. So just a little, um, just a little thing that was an aha moment for me. Just because you know something in your head doesn't mean you understand it in your heart. Dictionary.com definitions of revelation is something revealed or disclosed, especially a striking disclosure. Aha moment. As something not before realized. And the second definition on that site is God's disclosure of himself and his will to his creatures. In our study, we saw Ezekiel had a vision of God's glory filling the temple in Ezekiel uh, 40 through 47. The book of Daniel tells us of his vision of things to come. But he is told, go your way because the word, the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end in Daniel 12:9. Yet at the end of the book of Revelations, in 22:10, it says, John is told, do not seal up the words for the prophecy of this book. The time is near. In John 14, 1-4, Jesus tries to comfort his disciples by telling them not to be troubled. That he is going to jet out for a minute to get their spot ready. But they'll see him again. That was paraphrased, of course. Alright. All this has always been God's will, God's desire, his plan to bring us to him. According to the Encyclopedia Biblical Prophecy, there are 1,239 prophecies in the Old Testament and 578 prophecies in the New Testament contained in 8,352 verses for you number of people out there. This makes up 26.8% of the Bible's content. And I was talking with uh, Connie last night. 17 books of prophecy in the Old Testament. And that makes me want to go, you know, go dig and dig and dig. And I hope it does the same thing for you too. Because never come to a study and think that the speaker is all that. We're to be Bereans. We're to find it out for ourselves. We're to see it and make it real for, for our own hearts. Um, if something is is written or spoken of so much, like I talk about Matthias a lot, right? That's because he's very important to me. If something is written or spoken of so much, it must be important to the author and finisher of our faith. He's the Alpha and Omega, right? We learned that this week. We have been studying Jesus in the Old Testament, and we know him in the New Testament. Dictionary.com, again, defines testament as a will or covenant. It is God's will for us to have life abundantly and fellowship with him. And the covenant or deal is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe him in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10:9. And here we go to, to chapter 22 from our scripture. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal.
flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their forehead. There will be no more night. They will not need the light or a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen? Sounds good? Yeah? You guys excited? All right. Okay. Next year we're passing out Mountain Dews before every teaching. (laughs) Diet Mountain Dews, right? Because we're watching our sugar. All right. And so our love letter wraps up like it began in the garden. The tree of life that God cut them off from in Genesis 3, 22 through 24 to shield us from living forever in our sinful state. And so just a, a, a practical application for that. Um, at the beginning of October, I slammed my hand in the door. Did I, tell you, I told you guys about that, right? So because we live in a slowly decaying world, here we are, middle of almost to the end of January, and my thumbnail is still holding on for dear life. You know, it's ugly as all get out, and it hurts, but it still just holds on. Could you guys imagine if we had access to the tree of life and we had such a prolonged life that our decay would be that much longer? And do you know how long I've managed, how many mistakes I've managed to make in 44 years? Can you imagine if we lived, you know, I don't even know, a long time just food for thought. I think about it. I think about these things. Okay. Okay. Is found here in verse two. Sorry. Okay. The tree of life that God cut them off from in Genesis three twenty two through twenty four to shield us from living forever in our simple state is found here in verse two, but doubled. A variety of fruit. And I love variety. And fruit's very good for you. I learned that in my classes. And and leaves for healing and nurses us back to health. We will still need to go to the source. And that's another thing is, is why, you know, why aren't we just made perfect straight away? Well, we need to have the the thought and, and, and the, the knowledge that in and of ourselves, if we were just... If we didn't have to go to God, we might get the inclination that we're all that in a bag of chips. And so to go to the tree of life still implies motion on our part because the Lord wants to be with us, but we got to take steps towards him too, right? Did anybody here ever have the Lord come and beat down their door and, and yank you out and say, you're saved? Well, it might have felt like that at the time, but here's the real deal is Jesus is a gentleman. 
I can, I can, I can recall several instances, several instances, several instances where bad things should have happened. A couple of times I should have been dead. But he stuck with me and he pursued me. And then at the most opportune moment, when I was broken, I let him in. And that's how he operates. There are other quote-unquote gods out there that you are commanded to follow, you know. And there are other gods out there that offer ridiculous things, you know, 10,000 virgins. Like, what kind of dude in the right mind wants more than one wife? Right? Not mine. Because he can hardly handle me, right? So... Anyways, uh, we will still need to go to the source that God has provided. The curse from Genesis 3:16 through 19 will be no more. We will see his face. Won't that be so cool to be able to see the Lord? I want to see like spectrums of color because, you know, I'm really, I love the sunsets. We were talking about like two Tuesday night, was it? Just the sunsets that we get up here sometimes and the different layers of it. But can you imagine just all that? We only see a little spectrum of, of, the, of the, the, the color wheel. And we'll be able to see. And I, I mean, I heard this guy one time. We got these really old VHS videos. And um, he was talking about being able to taste the color yellow. And probably our senses will be like supersonic. Like we only got this much of what the Lord wants for us right now. It's going to be just fantastic. We will see his face and solely desire to serve him. Okay, now that one I am very excited about. Because I do the Texas two-step. with, And I'm not even a good dancer. But I should have that one down pat, right? With the Lord. Like, okay, Lord, here's my junk. Oh, I don't want to take it back. And here you go. And you, and then we just do one of these things. And I can do that all day long and never get anywhere, you know. But I'm looking forward to just giving it all up and not having, because of the things that I've been through in my life, not having any barriers between Him and I. Just being able, and with with my brothers and sisters as well. You know, sometimes we, we I mean, I, I have my peeps, but I, you know, uh, I have, don't get in my personal space. I have that sometimes. I know it's hard for you guys to understand, but um, I, I, I have that. And I am looking forward to just being able to just be transparent because it takes a lot of work. To keep these walls up, I'm telling you. To keep what I think I'm keeping myself safe. But I'm looking forward to that also. And I'm looking forward just to serving Him. And He will always be on our minds. You know, they said they had Him written on their forehead. Always, always be on our minds. Like that's all. And you know, and I do. For the most part, my days are filled with thinking about the Lord. And crying out to the Lord. But I have my times where I think Leanne's got this and, you know, let's just get it done and let's just get through it, you know. But I'm looking forward to having them on my mind all the time. And he, and we will never need, oh, the illumination of it all, right? So, uh, you know, we live in the mountains and I have boys and now my grandson. 
And um, at the camp, I'm always replacing light bulbs. And at my house, I'm always looking for batteries because Boo Boo has extra special hiding places for my flashlights. Um, so we'll never need to look for batteries or replace light bulbs. And um, I'm getting a little bit older and I'm getting night blind, so I won't have that problem either. But that's just at where it pertains to me. All right. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord. I look forward to uh, when Hefe digests this book even further and we just see all the wondrous things to come. And Lord, uh, we don't know uh, when you're coming. And your word says that you'll come like a, like a thief in the night, just real quick, quick. Lord, would we remember just to, to stay ready and... Um, for when you return, Lord, to be busy about your be busy about your um, work. And Lord, I just uh, I thank you for loving us like we are, and wanting good things for us. In Jesus' name, and all God's women said, Amen. and Amen.